Hey, Angelo Santiago here. Before we get started, I wanna invite you to the first We Are The Men free online workshop called Three Steps to Nurturing Relationship Through Masculine Leadership. It's gonna be Tuesday, February 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Join us at wearethemen.com slash workshop. Excited to see you there. Now, on with the show. Welcome everyone, I'm your host, Angelo Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment to having a positive impact on the world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Kevin McNee. Kevin is a coach, mentor, and facilitator specializing in helping men become authentic, attractive, and abundant in life and business. With a focus on navigating life transitions, overcoming self-doubt, shedding limiting beliefs, and breaking free from self-limiting behaviors, Kevin produces a safe and open space for men to be vulnerable and authentic. Through personalized coaching, he empowers men to confront and conquer obstacles, unlocking their full potential for greater fulfillment and success in all aspects of life. Kevin's compassionate and empathetic approach has earned him a reputation as a trusted mentor, guiding men towards positive and lasting transformation that leads to deeper connections and purposeful lives. Kevin is also someone I've met several years ago, just virtually online in the men's space. And we've checked in a couple times here and there, but I'm really excited for this conversation because it's the first time that I get to really go a little bit deeper with you, hear about your story, hear about what you're doing, and just see what comes up for me and for everyone that's listening here. So Kevin, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor, a pleasure, and I'm excited to get started. Other, thank you for having me. It's interesting. we. I've met so many people, amazing people like yourself online, and it feels like we're so close, but yet have never met in person. So I appreciate you having me. Yeah. And that speaks to just the power of connection, even in this virtual space, even whether it's listening to a podcast, reading a book, watching a show, like connecting with someone virtually, there is so much power there. Of course, being in person with somebody is a totally different experience. You get to feel them, you get to experience them in that way. But that's just to say, especially in the work that's available out there for online support, it's so powerful and can open so many doors. So absolutely, man. And with that, I'd love to get started. It's been a while since we checked in, you and I, and I always love to start the episode with this question, which is, give us a little description of the season of life that you find yourself in. Like, what's going on for you currently? What do you see of the things that you are exploring for yourself? And maybe even a little vision of where it's taking you just in the near future. Love that question. It's, you know, the very first thing that comes up when you ask it is, I feel like I'm coming out of a hibernation. The last few months, even I'll I'm going to say like the last year has really been a purge and really diving into and feeling into and learning what it is that I want to hibernate with. And that includes the clutter, the things, the stuff in the house. What is it that I'm not using? What is it that needs to be cleared? But it's also like energetically, what is it that I want to clear from myself as well as relationships? What are these relationships that I'm hanging on to or trying to make something that they're not going to be and my hanging on to it is actually making it worse for me and them 
and letting go of purging those and allowing, you know, for new growth, new energy, new people, new things. So I just, I feel like I'm just coming out of that stage coming into the new year was really, we see these new year's resolutions and people, you know, some people being shot out of a can and you know, going to the gym and hitting it and killing it. And it wasn't that way for me. Mm. I was really ready to start the new year and and really hit it with a bang. But then when it came, I was like, oh, I'm actually not there yet. So I still had some of that purging, that cleaning, that clearing to do. And the new moon was on the 11th and that really felt like the start of my new year. So I really feel like now I'm in kind of like a, almost like a spring season, like waking up and really seeing and smelling. Yeah. Coming out of that hibernation is real. You got to take your time. And for me, the challenge in kind of what you shared there is maybe I'm still in that hibernation mode and I'm watching all these people, like you mentioned, right, get shot out of a rock and start doing and creating and building and changing and transforming. And I just got to check in with myself. Like, am I there where they're at or can I be comfortable with where I'm at, even though maybe I want to be there? So for a man who is listening or anyone who's listening right now, who's maybe still feeling they're in that little hibernation zone. They're in that kind of like, I'm not ready yet, but it's coming as you're stepping into that. What's something that you can kind of place in front of them, offer them that is like, hey, as you transition from hibernation to the spring season, like focus on maybe these one or two or three things that can help you make that transition. Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes up for me is like an awareness and acceptance of being in that space. And knowing that I've recognized in myself and, and I've heard it referred to as comparisonitis, right? You know, seeing other people doing this and piling that onto this already kind of like feeling of maybe it's a low or a heaviness and it just makes it worse. So, you know, that awareness and acceptance of where I am or where you are, whoever's listening, and then going, what is it that makes me happy and truly brings me joy? And one of the things that, that I talk to about with clients and even in the circles too, is like, it doesn't have to be like going and killing it at the gym or going for like these long runs like David Goggins or anything major like that. It could be putting on your favorite song, right? And just, you know, taking yourself back to like that 15 year old or the eight year old self, where it's like, you remember that point in your life that just gets you out of this space. Right. And, you know, it could be as simple as that, but then developing a practice and knowing what works and then identifying as well what doesn't. I know for me, when I move my body, whether it's going to the gym or working out or, or even just going outside for a walk, I know that I feel better. Right. So as long as I can just do that, even if my mind's telling me that I don't want to, I know that I feel better. So I use that as the tool you know, the tool to, to just get me going. Yeah. The two things that hit me when you were saying that is that, is that piece on start small. Not every change in your life has to be this immediate drastic, just explosion. It's like sometimes these habits, these new habits that you're trying to build in your life, they need to start small and then be consistent. And then the second thing I'm so with you where I, I not only is important for me to know that when I work out or when I go for a walk or go for a run or do something physical, like which is a huge part of my life, not only is it important for me to know that when I do that, I feel great, but it's also important for me, back to the piece that you mentioned on awareness, to be aware of how I feel when I don't do it. Not as a way of like looking down on myself or beating myself up or being critical about it, but just like having that awareness that when I don't do these things, I'm not the best 
self that I want to be. I don't show up great for my son or my wife or my friends. And so that can inform me just as much as how great I feel. It's important to celebrate and aware of both sides of the experience. And you know, I'm celebrating, right? Like you just brought that up and that's something, and I'm going to like, <laughs> I don't like to generalize all men together, but as men, we don't celebrate ourselves, right? Yeah. All of the things that we're doing and showing up every day, it's really easy to just pick out the one thing that we're not doing or the mistakes that we've made in the past and how we're not showing up. And there's the worst enemy is nobody outside of us. It's the one that's sitting there pulling the strings in our mind. And that's one of the things too, is celebrating even that awareness of I'm not doing this. Thank you for showing me that because now I know where my direction right. is. So I, you bringing that up is a powerful piece too. Yeah. Celebrating ourselves and allowing others to celebrate us. Allowing other people to love us. That was so huge for me. You know, I was talking about this with somebody just the other day where it's like somebody would, my wife would tell me she got off the phone with somebody and they said, oh, they want me to tell you that they love you. And my first question was like, well, why? I couldn't accept that like somebody loves me. It's like, what, you know? And today, just coming up before we started recording, I came home after dropping off my son and my wife left a little note that it all said is you're awesome. And, you know, in the past I would have been like, well, this is silly. Like, eh, I'm not awesome. Like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do as a dad and all these things. But then I just like accepted that. To, I allowed that to come in and it, it felt really good. I felt appreciated and loved. And so it's, it's a new way of being that is continuously challenged, you know, keep my heart open, allow all that good stuff to come in. So that's great. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's something to like my, one of my teachers and mentors said to me, Kevin, you need to be better at receiving. Tune into that energy, that frequency of allowing yourself to receive. People want to give and you want to give to yourself, but you don't allow yourself to receive. Yeah. So start tuning into that frequency, that energy and allow yourself to receive. So when somebody gives you a compliment, just say received. Yeah. Thank you fully, right? Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Well, let's go back a little bit. Let's rewind the tape. Let's go back to the Kevin that maybe way back, like totally shut down the receiving, totally was challenged by the transitions and the building healthy habits and all the things that we've started this podcast about what's important that we acknowledge and have that awareness of ourselves. Take us back to the Kevin that didn't have that awareness, that maybe was living life in a different way. And then share with us a little bit of your story about what happened to that Kevin that sparked something in you. And then we'll get into the changes that you made, the actions that you took, the support that you got to get to you, where you are right now. Yeah. The doer, the people pleaser, the nice guy, right? That's the version I call that my past life, multiple past lives, just trying to do everything to achieve what I was taught and what I learned was success, happiness, joy, fulfillment, meaning, and doing everything that I could to try and receive that validation, the love, the acceptance, and having so much success in my life. So I've been a golf professional. I was at the one of the top players in our province. I live in Canada for anyone who's listening out of the US or wherever. I was one of the top players in our province and that felt amazing. But it was like, what's next? What's more? I was not making very much money. So the next thing was like, okay, maybe I need to get a real job. I got an opportunity to work in oil and gas and started from the ground floor and worked my way up inside of, you know, a handful of years, working myself into business 
business development, up into upper management, and having all of this success on a financial level, getting married, having a home. I had a hundred and $20,000 pickup truck in the driveway and two kids and, you know, the whole white pickup fence scenario, you know, everything was well, like perfect, except I was like, is this it? Like now I have all of this stuff. This is what I was taught was going to be happy and success and fulfillment and the best life that I could imagine. But I, I don't feel that way. My marriage was struggling with, I was not a very good communicator. Being that people pleaser, I just did everything that I thought was gonna make others happy and, and give me what, what I truly wanted was just like that love and validation, but didn't have the courage or the strength or the backbone to like ask for it. So yeah, I worked my way up there and, and was successful in all areas on the outside looking in, except just felt like there was this empty void inside me, you know, in my marriage and my career. and just started asking those questions and to wanting to find answers of why that was kind of the old version of me. And I was, you know, not very truthful and not that I was a liar, but I told lies, right. To, because I was afraid of how I was not showing up in ways that I wanted to. And when I was questioned or confronted on that, my fear of rejection or fear of confrontation was the first reaction was to tell a white lie, get myself out of it, and then I'll cover my ass. And I became just such a repeat pattern and a cycle that was finally, once it did eventually get caught and blow up, mm -hmm. you know, it was just something that I just got tired and was exhausted of living that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that because I can relate so much to that. And I'm, I'm sure other people listening can relate too. It's like, they can be little lies. Maybe they're not like huge world destroying lies, but every little lie or holding back, it's not necessarily even about telling lies, but even holding back something, not being open about it, it adds up and it builds up and one gets built on the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one until finally something happens, whether it's you get called out on something that that whole tower of lies that you built just comes crumbling down and your world can implode. Your world can totally implode. Everything around you can implode. And so that's why like integrity and truth is such an important value for men and all people to have. And to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, where am I not being honest with myself, with others? What's the implication of that, right? Like one of the sayings that is really important to me is play the tape out, which means like this action that I'm taking right now, let me play the tape out and look forward. What is this going to do to the next thing, right? What's the outcome possibilities for taking this action? And that's where integrity and honesty can allow you to play the tape out and be like, I have nothing to worry about. I'm being honest and truthful with myself. If I take some action that I'm not proud of, let me repair this. Let me take action to do the right step. So thanks so much for touching on that. Totally. And I think that even with that too, just to reflect on my own journey, I always believed in integrity and honesty, but I wasn't actually embodying that, right? Um, in certain ways that I was, but it was like, if I'm actually being honest and asking myself those hard questions and being truthful with the answer, which I would say is definitely one of the first steps for any man that is listening, just have the courage to ask yourself that question. Where am I not being fully honest with myself and practice it? It's a strength. It's like a muscle. The more that you do it, the better that you get and the better you feel. And I mean, there's that old cliche saying, 
the truth will set you free. Man, I got goosebumps thinking about it because it is true. So absolutely. Cool, brother. Well, let's continue on that journey. So you've kind of painted a picture of, you know, the successes that you had on paper in life that from the outside world look like, all right, Kevin's doing it. He's living his best life. But what you shared with us honestly and openly is that like that wasn't the truth on the inside. So that led you to kind of maybe make an exploration that would lead you to some action. What is it that happened and where did it take you from there? Yeah. So there was a catalyst. I started taking care of my body. Like one of my lies that I was keeping buried under the surface was I was a closet smoker smoking cigarettes. And I started when I was 19 and I never actually fully quit until I was 36 years old. So that whole time telling white lies is like, oh, you smell like cigarette smoke. Oh, I was just hanging out in the shop with the guys they were smoking in there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. But that just, again, it just starts to wear and wear and wear. So I finally was like, you know what? I wanted to start feeling better. I wanted to be around and do things more with my kids. I jumped on the trampoline one time for like two minutes and couldn't breathe. Mm. And I was like, this is not how I want to live. So started taking care of myself and put the cigarettes down and started running. And the more that I ran, the more clear that I felt. And it was, I will say that I was doing something physical, but that was the start of my mental, emotional, and spiritual journey. Opening myself up and being like, oh, now that I'm starting to feel better, I'm starting to notice more things. And then I'm looking in the mirror going like, hey, you know what? I'm looking better and feeling better. And I don't want to do these types of things. And I want to eat better. And I want to tell the truth. And now my relationship, I'm really seeing it for what it is because I'm so clear instead of just like going through the motions in the fog. And that was really the kickstart of this whole transformation and opening myself up felt like I was opening my heart. I started to see energy healer consistently and and she was providing some guidance. And with that, then I, I ended up meeting someone while I was married and I was like connected in a way that I'd never connected with anyone ever before. The hardest part was especially with my wife. So that was like a catalyst for me, knowing that I had never felt that way before with anyone. And now this came into my life. How was I going to go back into living the life that I was living and not, you know, at least see what this meant or what it was all about? And I knew that there was challenges and struggles and I wanted to leave and we probably shouldn't have been together for a long time. We just were making it work for, you know, for the kids and for the finances and and all of that, those stories. But yeah, that was the catalyst for me to honor myself and my heart for the first time ever, knowing that it was going to cause so much pain and destruction and that internal combustion, I guess, would be a (laughs) a really powerful description. Yeah, that's a tough situation, which I know that you're not alone in having gone through that experience. You know, that's a common experience so many. And there are so many ways in which people handle that experience that you just shared, right? Whether from just again, going back to the lies, lying to themselves or lying to others and taking actions that are out of integrity, not facing the reality of what they're experiencing and what it is that they need to do and being honest with their partner, being honest about the actions that they feel are most appropriate and how to navigate it. So my curiosity to continue your story is like, how did you navigate all this? Because it's not an easy moment in life that you found yourself in. And 
the opportunity was given to you be like, okay, how does Kevin get to deal with this? And how does he do it in the best way possible? Knowing, like you said, that you knew there was going to be heartache and pain and it wasn't going to be easy. So share a little bit about that. Yeah. So that it's really something where, you know, as I look back on it now, I can say that I wish that I would have handled it a better way or a different way, or it's really easy to look back with hindsight. And I will say that any man that finds themselves in that situation before or going forward, lean into that courage and that strength, that inner strength and have the courage to have the real conversations. And if you don't start looking for someone that can help you do that, you know, talking to yourself, like as a coach, as a leader or myself, or any of the men that you have on this podcast, like reach out a men's group, start having those types of conversations that help you open up to be able to have those conversations because not to get too far off track, but the way that I handled that, I acted on how I felt in the moment, knowing that I didn't have the backbone or the courage or the balls to just go back and say, this is a feeling that I've had. And this is, you know, I know that our relationship is not serving me the way that I would like it to. So I'm going to step away and honor that for myself. I didn't have that courage. I didn't have the balls or the strength or the worth in myself. So instead I knew that if I acted outside of it, that that was a cutoff point, Mm -hmm. right? And willing to sacrifice my reputation, my, how everyone viewed me on the outside, just so that I could finally feel some sort of authenticity and following my heart for the first time ever, that's where I was at. It was like I had reached this breaking point where I was willing to just throw everything up in the air to see where it landed, knowing that, yeah, it was going to cause some pain and hurt. So I ended up acting on that. And that's the one thing if I went back, I can say I would love if I didn't act on that in that moment, in that night and just went back. But I wouldn't know what I know now. Right. You know, so for me saying that would also be a lie. It happened the way that it happened because it was meant to. And I went back after that and talked to my wife and I said, it's over and and I'm going to be leaving and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Like I was a sole provider. You know, I worked in oil and gas and had a really good career and, and she was a stay at home mom. And, and I said, I still want that. I still want to provide and I want to make this as seamless as possible, even knowing how much hurt there is, but also saying, I also want to find out why I'm like this. Why do I tell lies when I'm confronted? Why am I so afraid? Why couldn't I stand up to my ex-wife? Why did I attract a partner that was controlling and demanding and couldn't see me for who I was? Like, I wanted all of those questions answered. And that was at the point where I was and I was willing to do whatever I had to do to try and find them. Yeah, those questions are so important to be able to uncover that self-reflection, that being able to look at yourself and and identify because the one thing is, right, if if you in the past have allowed all these the types of people you bring into your life to happen and then you move on to the next thing without actually asking yourself these questions, you're bound to repeat. You're bound to just do the exact same thing over again. So you have to have that self-reflection. You have to to go seeking those answers and then seeking once you have those answers, the like, what do I do from here? Yeah. 
So with all those questions on your mind, like what were the actions that you took that gave you sort of that wisdom and that knowledge and that self-understanding that allowed you to really elevate yourself to the next iteration of Kevin? Yeah. And for me, it was, it was just starting to have real conversations. You know, I started to reflect more on who do I have that really knows me? Yeah. That truly knows me and who do I really know? I've never opened my heart up and told somebody how I'm feeling or what I'm going through or the, you know, the challenges or the, who I am as a person. I've always just showed up as this guy with a smile on his face, everyone's best friend. I even had somebody that I ran into shortly after that. And he's like, man, I had to go and check my own marriage and make sure that, that we were okay. Because if Kevin McNee could do that, like I was blown away. I had you up on this pedestal and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the problem. Right. And I felt that way. I felt like I was on a pedestal to in certain areas of my life and trying to keep up that image was just exhausting. Right. So it was started with having those real conversations and the conversation with myself. And the question that I asked myself was if I was stuck in a ditch somewhere, who would I phone? Hmm. But more importantly, who would actually come? Right. And I couldn't think of anyone and I can feel that right now going like, I'm going to start doing things differently and reconnecting to the people that I felt closest to in my life and then start having real conversations and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling and seeing what happens. And, you know, it was tough because a lot of people started to like fade away, but then so many people started to highlight and come up almost like its own like filtering system. And it really showed who was meant to be in my life and who wasn't. And the more that I had these real conversations, the more I'm like, I'm healing. I'm healing these old patterns of myself just by being open and authentic and real. And that was that was when it was shortly after that when I run into the, the Met Sacred Sons. And it was actually my partner Kelly that said, Hey, like, I think this might resonate with you. And, you know, that's where we met too, you and I, and yeah, I was, I reached out to Jason McKenzie right away and took the leadership program. And it's from then on, it's just been more of this connecting through authenticity and having real open, honest and raw conversations. And with men doing that together, there's truly nothing like it. Yeah. It's powerful. And, and to touch on what you shared there takes us all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, which is the relationship piece that you were talking about. Like sometimes some relationships have to fade away in order to allow space for these new relationships, these stronger bonds, these ones that when you are in the ditch somewhere, you can call somebody and not only will they answer the phone, but they'll come. Right. So I love that we brought that back into place. Like exiting this hibernation and looking at your current relationships, there's always room to explore them. And maybe the ones that are fading away are the ones that, you know what, no, this is an important relationship. What do I need to do to nurture it, to keep it powerful? And then what are the ones that maybe are meant to fade away so that individually each person in the relationship can find what it is that they're really in need of, the support they're really in need of. So I love that. And thank you so much for sharing so much of your story and what things were like, what happened, the the actions you took, the things that you've learned. And so that brings me to exploring kind of what you do now, these authentic conversations, these vulnerable conversations that you found so powerful yourself. I know you are as we described, you know, a, a coach, a transformational coach that's working with men to explore those together. So 
for men who are curious about like, what's that going to do for me? Like, what is it that's been your calling in that space? And what have you seen evolve in the men that you work with? Yeah. And that's a beautiful question. And it's that transformation from doing everything for everyone else and recognizing that it's not actually filling you up and turning the light and spotlighting that on yourself and starting to give to yourself. And when you do that, everything starts attracting to you, creating it's creates like this magnetism. And, you know, when I say that I help men be more attractive, it's when you start to take care of yourself, you feel better, you look better in the mirror, your body starts to look better in the mirror. But being attractive is more than just that. It's that magnetic energy. And when you start taking and giving to your taking care of yourself, putting yourself priority and putting yourself first and having those boundaries and, you know, just just showing up as authentically yourself from the heart, it attracts everything that you want and that you need. And that's really the gist of, of what I support men through is, is seeing themselves for the first time, believing in themselves, leading with their heart and courage and having those conversations and, and standing up for themselves and speaking their truth. Because the way that doing it in the other way and in that same way that I was and trying to do everything for everyone else and being accepted is like, it's a mask. So anywhere we're being loved or accepted or validated, that's not us. So what kind of a life is that, right? When you're loved authentically for yourself, maybe it's only by like a handful of people in your life, but that's a feeling that's indescribable. Mm, I love that. I love that. That feels like such a great way to, to start closing up this conversation, which has been really beautiful. Again, Kevin, thank you so much for being here and sharing what you've shared. Before we fully close out, there's a couple of things. You know, is there any one thing that you want to make sure that everyone listening leaves here with? Maybe it's like just one powerful statement or thought that maybe helped you through your journey or currently maybe is, is a big part of what you're doing. That's like, hey, this, if I can leave you with anything, here's what I want to put out there. Yeah. It's just something that comes up as you're saying that is where you're at now is not where you're stuck. It doesn't have to be. It is what it is. The cards I was dealt that story. If you want more, you can have more. You have the choice. And this is, this is what, what I see is, is one, you're not alone. Not at all. Every single one of us is going through our own stuff and knows, you know, knows the feeling, the emotion that you're going through. And there's way more support out there than not enough, but there's way more support than we've been shown and taught. So knowing that you're not alone and knowing that you have a choice to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. And all you have to do is choose. Beautiful. All you have to do is choose. I love it. Kevin, if somebody has listened to everything you shared here and like, you know, I want to learn a little bit more. Maybe I have a question for Kevin. Like, what's the best way for them to contact you? And, and is there anything else that you want to share with people listening about your work, about what you do and other ways to connect? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Kevin underscore heart warrior and on Facebook as well. Kevin warrior of the heart, Kevin McNee, warrior of the heart. And then we have a men's group. It's called the heart warriors men's alchemy. And that is a group that I started back in 2020 and it's now up over 250 guys. It's transforming and transitioning into a group where it's going to be collective of men. So there's going to be coaches, mentors, healers, leaders like yourself, all gathered in that space for the collective of men. It started off as me leading and wanting to create 
a space for men to just share and, and open up. But now I want to, I really have a vision of transforming into a collective. So other men's leaders, coaches, organizations can come in there and promote who they are and what they do and, and their offerings for men so that all men can benefit from it. Not just the ones that resonate with me, because not all men will resonate with me. They want your medicine or they want, you know, Super G's medicine or they want anyone, Sacred Sons and Man Uncivilized, all of that stuff. So it's going to be a space that's going to continue to grow. And it's just for everyone. Love it. I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Thank you for creating that. Sometimes, you know, you hear people doing things. You're just like, oh, my God, that sounds awesome. So, yeah, we'll have all the information in the show notes. If you're interested in contacting Kevin, you can find his link in the show notes. You can go there. So, Kevin. With that, I want to say thank you again. I like to close off every episode with just a a short little visualization that I'll invite you into to just see, just get a couple more words out of you, see what comes through, see what's deep in your heart. Maybe that hasn't been shared that is meant to be shared here. And I invite anyone who's listening to join us and experience it for yourself. So take a nice deep breath. So Kevin, you find yourself on an open field. Thousands of men are with you and you are about to address the world. You begin to speak and I want you to finish this sentence. We are the men who are changing the world, creating a ripple effect of generational healing. We are the men who are changing the world. Love it, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement, and I want to invite you, the listener, in to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list and learn how you can get involved. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners. All of us know men who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please share this podcast today with someone you know. I'm Angelo Santiago. Thank you, Kevin McNee, and we are the men. <laughs>